All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of No Bull with Noble. This is episode 22. Uh, there is some construction outside, so if you hear like a bunch of uh, like jackhammers or whatever, I'm sure you can hear it right now. Uh, I'm sorry, but there's not much we can do about it. But anyway, today we have Jess Fried on the podcast. Jess, welcome. Thank you for excited, having me. Excited to have you on here. Yeah. I'm excited. So you started a business. It's a jewelry business, affordable stuff actually it looks pretty nice thank you so i guess you want to tell us a little bit about your business how you started it um kind of what you're doing now and like you know because you said you mentioned off camera that you started during the pandemic which i'm sure was such a uh, hard leap for most people because you know i like i thought you started before the the pandemic but you said you started it during and that must have been such a, a hard transition so yeah i guess just tell us a little bit about uh about the business and, and you know what you're all about Sure. So I'm Jess. Thanks for having me. Anytime. <laughs> um, so my jewelry brand is called Dainty Diamond. We started about two years ago, peak pandemic. I was actually supposed to move to Israel right before COVID started because I wasn't couldn't find a job that I liked in Toronto. Obviously, COVID happened, couldn't move. So I was stuck at home like everyone else and ended up finding some random remote job that like I hated. And just to give a little bit of context, my family has been in the jewelry business for over 30 years. So it was always something that was part of my life. Like as a kid, I would go to my dad's store and I would try on pieces and stand there at the booth and be like, buy this. <laughs> and he always wanted me to join him in the business, but I always said no. I was super determined. I went to school for marketing and communications and I was like, no, I want to forge my own career path. I wanted to do work in an agency but very quickly realized that I hated working for someone else, like absolutely despised it. I'm a creative person and I'm sure you can relate to this, that you don't want someone to tell you when to turn on your creativity or yeah. when to work on something. It's kind of like sometimes I work at 9 a.m., sometimes I want to work at 10 p.m. It yeah. just no, depends I'm, on I'm the I'm the day. exact same, right? Like I was in graphic design before, so right. like I was on that schedule of like, you have to get up, mm -hmm. you have to, you know, you have deadlines. I think that's one of the best parts about working for yourself, just knowing that like you have to show up for you and whether you need that extra sleep in the morning or you want to go do a workout in the morning, you know you're still going to get the work done. doesn't matter when you do it. It doesn't matter if you do your work at 11 in the morning or 10 at night, as long as it gets done and it gets exactly. done to like a good degree, yeah. I feel like that's, you know. Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest flaws of the corporate world, honestly. Is that people expect you to... Yeah, because it's also not realistic. Like, let's say you're working on a project because obviously anything in creativity, it's not necessarily consistent work. It's like you have projects, right? And deadlines. So who's to say that a project is going to take you all day from nine to five? Like if I finish at two, why why can't I go home? <laughs> yeah. So then you started your business because you were just, you were done. You were like, well, I want to work yeah, for myself. Yeah, we got sidetracked a little. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's I'm I'm trying to like tie it all together because it's yeah. it's good because a lot of people again they work these nine to fives and they they go in and you know like we've had talks like like mental health is a is a huge mm -hmm. thing right now where totally. people are drained after going to work from nine to five every day and like our our society and our culture is changing. I feel like COVID change that as well mm -hmm, for the better right yeah like everyone was going into work every day you have to wake up at a certain time get there and now people are waking up at you know 10 to 9 and getting you know just hopping on their laptop and doing work for a certain period of time and like 
if you want to go take a break or like grab lunch like you can do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i think outside. i don't know maybe some i mean i don't know i don't work in the yeah, corporate world yeah, maybe anymore. some some jobs you can some jobs you can't but like i you know i feel like most most people it's it's like that if you're working from home now that like the whole culture has changed but mm-hmm. but yeah part of it was that i hated working for someone else and then during covid a friend asked me to get her a necklace and i was like yeah let me ask my dad see what's up. And he directed me and said, this is how you do it. This is how you mark it up. This is who you go talk to. So I reached out to some of our suppliers in Toronto. And like I said, my dad's been in the industry for over 30 years. So he already had these pre-established connections that I think because of that, I kind of had a one up because I was able to just go in and talk to these people with a simple introduction where in most cases, they don't let just any random person come in. And I was like, blown away by the industry. I mean, I'm a woman, I always liked jewelry, but being there and like seeing all the pieces up front and like getting to feel them and touch them and try them on, I was like, I don't know, I was blown away by it. And then I ended up getting my friend this necklace and I decided to start just posting things I've gotten for birthday gifts over the years. And I came up with an Instagram name. So my dad's company is called The Diamond Showcase. And I was doing something that I guess was a modern, daintier version of what he was doing. So I kept Diamond and that's where I came up with Dainty Diamond. And it just kind of stuck. And then I started posting and posting. And like, if you scroll back to my Instagram at the beginning, like I had no idea what I was doing. Like it's pathetic. Like I I don't think anybody knows what they're doing when they, when they start a business. Like you're just trying to get content out there. You're just trying to post as much as possible because that's the best way to get exposure is just by getting yourself out there and just posting and posting and it's it's the same thing for me exactly and then people started sending it to other people I started getting more people reaching out being like can you get me this can you get me that and because I always had these connections to the industry I was able to get them at such good prices and give people a good price because we had no overhead it was literally just me and then from there because I hated my job obviously I got distracted by this starting this and I was like you know what I'm gonna start building out a website and I was working from home this is bad I hope my old boss never hears this <laughs> I, I, not. I don't I think they do I don't know I don't know give us more viewers sorry <laughs> just kidding, kidding. <laughs> um I started working on it all the time like I would get done what I needed to get done to get paid as quickly as possible and then the rest of the day every evening every weekend every lunch break like it was COVID also so there wasn't anything going on but like I would be sitting like in my family room until like 2 a.m on a Saturday night working on this because I just got so inspired and like it was so like I never felt anything like that just like building something for me rather than for someone else and then during I think so that was October of 2020 that's when COVID started right yeah yeah, Yeah. and then that December I had a week off of work for Christmas break and I went into my dad's office that whole week and I was like, I'm just going to work on my business and get shit done. And I had never been happier. Like you were talking about mental health stuff. I didn't realize how miserable I was on a day-to-day basis because of my job. Like that week alone, I was like inspired. I was motivated. I was energized. I was just like, I need to quit my job. Like, yeah, because you were doing something different. Like yeah, it wasn't I was excited. your normal not to fight. It was like, you know, it's something exactly. that you... And I worked harder at it than I did at any job I've ever had. Like, I was that type of person where I would get there at 9.01 and I was out the door by 4.55. Like, I did not give two fucks. 
But this was like, I was working on it all day, all night. So then I had a conversation with my parents and I was just like, look, I'm still living at home. Like, will you support me not having like an income right now while I try and get this business off the ground? And they were super supportive, thank God. And I ended up quitting my job in January, like right after Christmas. And I launched my website January, I think it was 23rd in 2021 and have been doing it full time since. Wow, that's great. And you don't need a license or anything to sell jewelry. Like, I don't know what the process is like, because like you said, you you have your like the in with your dad. But I don't know if there's some sort of like obviously not schooling, but a way to get into the jewelry business to like have connects. You don't need a license per se. I think you have to register your business online like any other business and just like have a proper presence online. Like if your website looks like it's not legitimate, you're not going to be able to go into a supplier or manufacturer and talk to them. Like they need your business registration, your business license. Like you have to be a legitimate business to get in, in front of someone. What did you start selling first? So it actually started with the hoops I'm wearing right now. Okay. They're called the small bold hoops on the website, but um, my dad got them for me before I even started the business. And during COVID, I was wearing them every single day while working from home. Like I would wear sweatpants or workout clothes and my hoops. And I just like realized it made me feel like good and put together, even though I was like sitting at home doing nothing, which is kind of where the brand was born. Cause I realized that Jewelry is something that like just makes you feel good no matter what you're doing or where you're going or what you're wearing. And that's kind of my whole brand notion of jewelry that always fits. What are your price points for your jewelry? So it kind of ranges depending on the piece. Like for example, these hoops that I'm wearing are 198 Canadian. And then it can range anywhere from 100 to 500, right? Because we also do sell diamonds and then we're expanding into custom engagement rings and wedding bands and things like that. So it really just depends on the piece. Okay. How come you're shifting to wedding bands and and like custom rings? Because, you know, again, with with your price point, like, is there a certain point where your stuff has to become more expensive? Like, are you going to be charging a lot more for that? Or because, you know... The fact that it's custom is, you know, it adds more value to, to the So actually, well. like, what makes us different in that situation is that because we've, like, my family's been in the industry forever, we have those connections with diamond wholesalers in Canada, and we're able to create these custom pieces at such great prices because, again, we don't have that overhead, right? Like, I'm not out here trying to make a million dollars. I mean, I am, but <laughs> not, Everyone from, is, yeah. not from one sale. Like, I think that... Like I love, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I love the idea of engagements and weddings and all that stuff. So if I'm able to help someone, cause at the end of the day, everyone wants a good deal. So if I'm able to provide someone with like a beautiful diamond, great characteristics, great like carrot weight, and they're happy and they get to save a few hundred dollars, I'd rather them have an amazing experience with us than like go to Tiffany's in the mall and break the bank for what? For the same ring, yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, like our stuff is still high quality. It's solid gold. It's real genuine diamonds. We are doing lab now too, but that's another conversation. Listen, we, we can have you on a, another time <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that, I guess, in like, you know, a couple of but, years when everything's yeah. taken off. But I'm just, I want to make people happy. And I think jewelry with affordable, high quality pricing makes people happy. Yeah. Provide. What are your, your top selling um, products right now? 
definitely always the hoops. They always do really well. I've had a couple TikToks that have gone viral with like a big ear stack. Yeah, you have a lot. You have like 20,000 followers on, on TikTok. That's crazy. It's fun. Like we're, you know, <laughs> we're posting, we're, we're trying to get to that, but it's, uh, you know, it's such a hard process to oh, start Oh, I never, again. sometimes I post something. I'm like, this is the worst video I've ever posted. And I get 100K views. I'm like, okay, so I have to look like shit and talk shit to get views. That's <laughs> pretty much. It's crazy. Like that's how people are getting views these days. Yeah, I was going to ask you like what, what's your process like for coming up with those videos? Because I guess it's you just showcasing your products. But there has to be some like element of uh, like mm -hmm. humor or controversy that mm -hmm. gets more people engaged. That's a great question. I feel like I'm like the strategy for social media is a constant work in progress. I feel like a lot of it is you do something once and it works, rinse and repeat. But then at the same time, like I always try to focus on what people are asking me. So like I get a lot of questions in my DMs on Instagram or on TikTok or emails or just friends asking questions. And then I think everything is content. Like no matter what I'm doing, I'm like, that's content. Cause people want to see the behind the scenes. They want to know what's going on. Cause you know, like if they're working a nine to five, maybe for example, they want to see how to start a business. So I try to kind of encompass everything into one. And honestly, I make it up <laughs> and but it seems it to be works. working. Yeah. Cause you need some sort of base for your content. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Like I said, it's the same thing for me. Like I'm trying to find different ways to put my content out there, mm -hmm. but it's hard to be successful in it. And like, you know, does 20,000 followers, like, is that more than you had ever hoped? Like, are you trying oh, it's to get insane. more or? I remember when I hit like my first a thousand on TikTok and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And now it's like, I hate to say that it kind of loses its like excitement, but it's still like the more followers, the more people are engaging with your content consistently, the more people that are going to my Instagram or my website. So it's all like just goes full circle, but it's great. Do you get a lot of engagement uh, to your website from your from your TikTok? I would say probably most of it. Actually. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. And like how any do you, new customers. How do you track that data? So we actually have a specific link that's on our TikTok that's different from Instagram. So I can see on our analytics of who's coming from where. Okay, that's really cool because I feel like that's mm -hmm. one thing that a lot of businesses try and do, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if there are different ways to do it, but I feel like that's a really smart way to mm -hmm. get people to to come to your businesses to find out where where they're coming from. Because I know, like, even going back to real estate, it's the same thing. Like, I need to know where my clients are coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't realize how many people are referrals or how many people are coming from Instagram or you know, elsewhere, like if I put bus advertisements, you know. So I actually always ask. I try really hard to always like get in front of the client or customer and like talk to them. So like if I see, let's say someone places an order that's more than $500, like that's a lot of money to spend. So I like really appreciate them wanting to spend it with my website or my brand. So I will call them and I'll oh, really? just, yeah. Like random person. Yeah. That's, that's really And cool. I'll just say like, how are you? Like, thanks for your purchase. I just wanted to see if you had any feedback. Where'd you come from? How'd you find us? What made you want to purchase? Because I feel like you're not going to know those answers unless you're asking the right questions. Yeah. So what, what countries have you shipped to or where do you ship to? It's crazy. I like, at first it was mostly just Canada and the States. And then obviously with TikTok, you're able 
to reach wider audiences. And I've shipped to Hawaii, I've shipped to Australia, I've shipped to Japan before, Saudi Arabia, Israel, like it's crazy. That's crazy to yeah. like the fact that your little bit of presence from this, you know, small idea that you had has taken you international because like, I don't know, like does your, does your dad's company do a lot of international shipping or is that more? No. So he, because he started the business so long ago, it was always just brick and mortar. He didn't have an online presence at all. So all of his clients are now he does, he's a different business, but he still does engagement rings and wedding bands. And it's all just word of mouth at this point. Right. So he like, Every time we get an order to somewhere like that, like Denmark, he was like, what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, we sit there and we're like, how did you find me? What made you, like, look at my website and be like, okay, I'm going to buy something from Canada. Like, why? <laughs> and even then, I think, like, the shipping costs, too, are probably so expensive compared to, you know, just going to their own local jeweler or whatever. So I think that's yeah, that's I great that you can find these people from, you know, all over the world that... Mm -hmm you know, want to, to buy your, your jewelry. And, you know, mm -hmm. obviously at some point it's going to expand to even more jewelry. Yeah. What's your, do you have a plan for the future for the company? Besides like, I, I know you mentioned the, the wedding bands and mm -hmm. you know, engagement stuff, but I mean, there's, there's gotta be some kind of, like, I what's think your I really want to like be known in Toronto specifically. Obviously it's nice being known across the world, but like I want to be known as the Toronto jeweler. Like people know they're getting engaged. They come to me. They know they want gold jewelry. They come to me. I want to be that person. And I think one day I would love to open up a store in Toronto okay. and like have it half a showroom, half an office. Cause I like having in-person meetings. I work from home right now. So I like having somewhere to go and a reason to put on more jewelry. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like working from home, running your business by yourself because you know, it's different than other businesses where you open up a business and you, know, you find an office. Yours, you have to, I mean, obviously you probably have somewhere that you ship all of your products out of, but mm -hmm. what's it like running your entire business from your house? It's tough. Running a business, I think, in general is tough. You have, you're the only one that's going to keep yourself motivated and on track every day. And I feel like that was one of the hardest things at the beginning. Like when I first quit my job, I was like, how am I going to wake up every day? Like I have no one telling me I have to be at my desk at 9 a.m. But I just made a promise to myself that if I wanted this business to, to succeed, that's what I had to do. And somehow every day, Monday to Friday, I'm up at 7 a.m. and I'm getting shit done. And but with that being said, like I still obviously have those days where it's hard to find motivation. You know, my couch is sitting right there. <laughs> um it's it's difficult especially because I also don't have a team like I work by myself so it's not like I have people to talk to during the day either like some days like a friend will call me in the middle of the day and I'll speak I'll be like whoa I forgot my own voice this is your like, first time yeah. talking today yeah because I live alone too so right yeah because I I don't know for me I can't work from home at all I've tried it like my job you know like being a real estate, I can work from home. I can, you know, I don't have to go to an office. I don't have to do anything. Again, like we spoke about, I don't have to wake up at, mm -hmm. at any time, but I do. And I, I show up to the office every day. I don't know. I can't work from home. I've, I've tried it. Ever? No. Every time I do, every time I try, like, like you said, you know, like my couch is sitting right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm like a serial napper. So like, mm -hmm. I knew at some point in the day I had to take a nap. And like, <laughs> if I'm sitting at home, like, I feel like I get more tired. Yeah. So then I'll go, you know, I'll sit down for a bit. I'll take a nap. I mean, mind you, my naps are like 
10 minutes sometimes but sometimes still you like, need it but like you wake up like i'll wake up from the nap and like i just want to sit on the couch and like i just yeah I'm, i still think that like it doesn't matter what environment i'm in like even if i'm you know living at home or i'm by myself or i'm with like a partner or i'm living with friends like it's the same kind of like wake up and i have to get out of the house like i just i get that I, you know like i just i, I don't know I have like I try to go for a walk every morning for that reason. Just to like because otherwise I feel like okay, I work from home, I sleep from home, I eat from home. Like you don't have that spatial awareness. Like you're yeah. kind of just like, this is where I am always. Just I don't know, there's just so many distractions. Yeah. You know, like playing video games or going to eat. I feel like eating is like the biggest thing too. Like whenever I'm home, it's like I know that I have snacks there. <laughs> like I'll go eat lunch, I'll take like half an hour, an hour for lunch and like you know, sometimes, oh, you know, like I need a break. I'll go, you know, get some snacks. And then I realized like the amount of work that I haven't done for the day is just like, I don't know, it, it like it throws me off. But like I, I've accepted the fact that I don't do any work for the day. Yeah. And like I could have been doing this. Like if I'm at the office, I'm eating while I'm working. Yeah. Whereas at home, I'm like, no, like, let me just. <laughs> just going to take a just break Just like, now. yeah, like take half an hour. So I don't know. I honestly, I, I give you kudos for. It's hard. Being able to work at home and like actually start a business and Thank you. get yourself up in the morning because i don't know we were talking about making your own schedule but you said that you're you're up at seven and like you're working all day until well because you know, i like what i'm doing yeah so I'm do you motivated. think that if you were in another jewelry job like let's say you weren't you didn't have your own business and you were working for somebody would you still have the same motivation i will never work for someone else but at, like this is like hypothetically. <laughs> but I can't even picture because even if let's say this doesn't pan out, which knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, it will. It will. I will start something else. Okay. Like I feel like I'm an entrepreneur like at heart. I will always do something else. Okay. No, that that's. Because yeah. but I also yeah. like at years ago, if you told me five years ago that this is where I would be, like I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, like, you said you, this is not something that you... No, I didn't expect it at all. And I thought I wanted to work for other people and, like, not have any responsibilities or have to think, but it is what it is and it's much better. Mm -hmm. What's the toughest part about your business and running your company right now? I think the toughest part is not letting slower times like get you down because obviously like it's retail like things like for example Christmas is always super crazy busy and then as you come into January it can get slow obviously in comparison and I think the hardest part is just like reminding myself that things are always ebbing and flowing and like if there are a couple days where like a sale doesn't come in like I'll have those moments of imposter syndrome where I'm like is this what I'm supposed to be doing and I kind of have to like talk myself down from it and just be like no this is it just what what happens with real I was gonna say real, real estate with real estate <laughs> <laughs> which with the jewelry business yeah we got it but it, it, it honestly yeah. it's the same thing with real estate right we have these waves of like spring market and yeah. summer market and the fall market and then the winter market and you know it's it's the same where like the winter do you ever like, like panic and you're like shit sometimes but not really like i have a lot of patience so like i know that you know even though i've had a bad month or a bad week mm -hmm. or a bad day like it, it motivates me to work a little bit harder for the next one mm -hmm. right like same thing with December. For you, December is busy. For me, December is not busy. Right. Because no one wants to move in December because you got Christmas break. 
you know, people are going on vacation, Mm -hmm. they're going out doing things. Like, it's not a time where people are thinking about, like, oh, hey, like, let's move out, right? And then January hits, and people are just settling back down, and then February, March is when people are like, okay, you know, let's start planning now to move out. A lot of times, people have kids, Mm -hmm. so their kids are in school, and you're not going to move out in in February when your kids are still in school. Right. You're going to wait, you're going to put your house up in, in March, April, and then have it close in June when the kids are done school and then you know you start to move for the summer and then again the summer slows down. Is that down. the busiest time spring fall? Probably yeah I'd say I'd say the spring market is probably the the busiest because you know it's it's not great outside you know people aren't going you know, they're not traveling they're not you know they've they've settled down from their December break and then there isn't much again yet until until the summer and then when the summer hits people aren't they're not, they don't want to sell their place because, you know, they have summer, they're going out again, same thing, vacations and whatever. And mm-hmm. it's nice outside, which is good, but then yeah, people want to start moving in at the beginning of fall. Right. So they'll, again, put stuff up maybe in August with September closing so that, you know, if they, if they have kids that need to move schools, mm-hmm. then you, know, you move in for September. And then the same thing, it slows down September until end of December ish, yeah. right? So yeah, it's it's the same thing as yours, just like constantly moving market and and having that understanding that, you know, you're not gonna have you're not necessarily gonna have consistent business all twelve months of the year, but you'll have times where some months are a lot better than the others and like exactly. understanding that, you know, it comes in these phases or yeah. Like you know, it happens. And usually like to get out of that funk where like I'm having that imposter syndrome, I'll kind of tell myself like, okay, instead of sitting here stressing, let's just put in the work and show up and be consistent. And then it ends up always like coming back around. Yeah. And it's it's the same for me, right? Like I said, knowing that something's going to come eventually and as long as you put the work in, because as soon as you stop and you're like, okay. Yeah. Obviously nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there are times where you do put the work in and you don't see the results. But they always come. And then they always come, right? I think that's mm-hmm. probably the most important part is, again, knowing that something is going to come. It's just a matter of when. Of when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you separate yourself from competition? Because, you know, like you said, your your dad is, is a jeweler. There are so many jewelers in Toronto. And you want to be the best. Mm-hmm. right? And there's got to be something that separates you from the other person or from all the other jewelers because, you know, I can go get a, a bracelet at a at a random jeweler, but what's so special about So your I think company? there's two things with that. I think for one, we're very competitive on price, which I constantly stand by. We're able to give people those better prices than you're gonna find probably at any other jeweler in Toronto right now. The other thing is that I really try to give a personable experience. Like I think people want to buy from people and a lot of these online brands, you have no idea who's behind the brand or who's working on it. So I really try to show my face. Like I said before, I call customers, I talk to them. I do a lot of in-person pop-ups and I have so many customers that come to me and they're like, I wanted to come meet you. And I'm like, me? (laughs) Like, I'm like, who am I? But like, I guess people have seen me on my Instagram, on TikTok, and they know my face now. And they're like, we want to buy from you because we like you. And I think that's what makes me really stand out is that they know me, they like me, and they're like, okay, you're an actual real person and have emotions and feelings. You're not just someone behind just the scenes. Just a brand. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been recognized on the street? Have a you- few times. Really? Yeah. I was like, I'm famous. What's that? What's that like? <laughs> 
it's weird because like obviously I don't see myself that way like I'm just a random person that grew up in Toronto and started something and if someone sees me and like they'll say hi I'm like oh my god hi (laughs) like I get so excited (laughs) and I'm uh, like do you are are these people who have bought from you or they just like see your stuff online or both? Few of someone once came up to me at Starbucks and said they saw my TikToks and I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> no, but no, it's cool, but like they're cringy. Like yeah. I don't, I can't rewatch them. I'm like, I post it because I know it can, might result in a sale, and that's it. I'm like, I don't want to look about it, at it. I don't want to think about it. You just you put it out there and yeah, yeah. I I started to just pretend that people I know don't see it, even though I know everyone sees it, but I just pretend that they don't because yeah. otherwise I would have never started posting. I got the same. I I had someone. Uh, a week or two ago who like I don't even know if I have them I don't remember if I have their number or maybe I, ha- I have them like on Instagram or something like oh like I, I see you on my on my TikTok all the time like oh yeah <laughs> you're like that's good. great yeah I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you know it's like and, and in the back of my head I'm like fuck like maybe they saw some like shitty video or something but I but guess you know, you know what again it anyone doesn't that has something to say they're just jealous that they don't have the guts to do it themselves right and and any negative publicity is still still a view right <laughs> exactly and that's why I think you got to be you know slightly controversial but also mm-hmm. when you put out good stuff like you have good products mm-hmm. you have good videos out there like that's what's going to help propel your business so. exactly yeah um we're actually almost at the end so wow. I have uh one more question. I usually I'll, I'll I'll ask it, but I'll gear it more towards business. So, what's something that um, could motivate someone who wants to start their own business? That's a great question. Um, I think to stop waiting for perfection, because I think a lot of people, if they have an idea or something that they want to do, they always think it needs to be perfect before they put it out there and start working on it. But take it from someone who, like I said, my Instagram was absolute garbage when I first started. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I've never taken a business course in my life. I just kind of said, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it and hope that it works out. And I showed up and I'm consistent with it and look what happened. So I think just stop waiting for it to be perfect and just try. That's good. Well, anyway, thanks Jess for coming on. There thanks was, for uh, having me. It was a great chat. I'm, I'm you know, looking forward to seeing how your business can grow in the future. And I Thank hope you. that anyone who's getting married in Toronto or just wants some some dainty jewelry will uh, will come to you. So Perfect. Um, yeah. Where, what's your like Instagram or like oh, where, yeah. where can people find you? So on both um, Instagram and TikTok, it's at Dainty Diamond with two D's. Okay. And then our website is www.daintydiamond.co. Dot .co. Not yeah. dot .com. Not dot .com. Dot .co. But if you just type in Dainty Diamond in Google, it'll, it'll be there. It'll come up. Okay. Well, we're going to link it anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah thanks for coming on. It was Thank a great you for chat, having me. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll... See everyone next week.